welcome. I'm glad you can join us tonight as we continue our study through the book of Titus. We're going to be in Titus chapter 3, verse 1. I also want to say it was a great day Sunday at church. We gathered for the first time in several months because of the virus, and we met outside. It was a little hot, but it was really great uh, to get to come together with brothers and sisters in Christ and, and worship the Lord and be in His Word. And uh, stay tuned. There's going to be some future dates coming that we're going to do that again as we get back in the swing of things and try to get back to normal through this virus. So stay tuned for the next meeting date that's going to be announced coming up soon. So Titus chapter 3, we'll start in verse 1. Let's pray and then we'll dig in. God, we come to you and we thank you for these words. I pray that you bless the reading of these words. I pray that you would remind us of things that maybe we need to be reminded of. God, things that maybe we know but we just forget. And uh, dear Lord, I pray that you would hide me behind the cross and humble me, that you would help me to preach and teach in a way that's going to bring glory to you and that's going to be beneficial for each of us that we can grow in your word. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Titus chapter 3, verse 1. Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work. Now, Paul here is writing to Titus. That's what we've covered in the last few weeks. Titus is on the island of Crete. Uh, Titus is supposed to be building up the Christian community there, establishing elders who can lead the people. Uh, Titus had been giving in the previous chapter instructions to the older men and women. He was reminding them of the grace they received through Jesus Christ and encouraging them uh, to continue to live for Jesus. Now, that's just really summing it up. You can catch those past messages. If, if you want to find them online, you can do that uh, and listen to those. But that gives you a little background to where we are because it starts out here in this first verse saying, remind them. Now, the them he's talking about here uh, is undoubtedly the Christians who Titus was to be talking to in the previous chapter. So it would appear as though the them that's being reminded here are Christians. These Christians need to be reminded of these things, to be submissive to rulers and authority. Now, as Christians, we need to be reminded of things too. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, well, you've received God's grace. You've been forgiven of your sins. You know of the mercy and forgiveness that comes through Jesus Christ. You know God's Word, maybe not all of it. You may not have it memorized, but you know a lot of it. You probably know uh, the core of the things maybe that God calls us to, or maybe not. Maybe there are some things that as you read and grow in the Lord, you'll say, whoa, I've been doing this thing and I didn't realize that it was wrong. And as we read God's Word and grow in God's Word, we learn what God wants us to do, how God wants us to live, the things that God wants us to do and not to do, things that are good and things that are evil. And as we learn those things, sometimes we need to be reminded of those things. We may learn them and we may read them years past, but there may be a situation we're going through now that there's something in God's Word that we need to be reminded of, maybe to encourage us, maybe to correct us. And here, uh, Paul gives Titus the instruction, look, remind the Christians to be submissive to rulers and authorities. Now, this is something that you and I need to be reminded of as well. Be submissive to uh, rulers and 
authorities. Now, we particularly need to be reminded of this in the United States every four years or so. At least half the people probably in the country needed to be reminded of this every four years because uh, every four years we get a new president in the United States. And uh, it's inevitable that half the people in the country are not going to like whoever the president is and the other half are going to love them. Now, for Christians, we need to remember that those who are in charge, those who are over our government, those who are our authorities and our rulers in this country or in whatever country you may live in, that those who are in charge are put there by God. We see that uh, explained to us in Romans chapter 13, verse 1, a very similar thing to what we see here. Now, rulers and leaders and presidents and, and people who are authority figures are put there by God, and they are to be a good thing because it's good to have good leadership. Sometimes, however, God places and allows bad leaders to get into leadership. Authority and leader figures who do not have the people's best interest in mind. That's sometimes that's the case. Uh, sometimes God uses good leaders to bless people. Other times he uses bad leaders to bring punishment upon people. Now we see that uh, all throughout the Old Testament in the book of Kings, uh, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. Uh, we see these kings of Israel and these kings of Judah. And when they had a good leader, God blessed them. When they had a bad leader, well, God used that as punishment to them. Uh, God may build up in some of those stories uh, a foreign leader from another country who would come in and overtake the Israelites or the people of Judah because they were disobedient. So sometimes God puts people in leadership positions for the good of his people, and sometimes it's to punish his people. And that's what we uh, see in Scripture, and that's what we see sometimes uh, in our own life, in our own country. Now, sometimes we have leaders that we don't like, so what are we to do about those leaders? Well, we are to talk about them. We are to hate them. We are to do everything we can to tear them down. Nope, that's not what we're to do. That may be what sometimes we are tempted to do, but that is not what the Bible tells us to do. The Bible tells us to submit to the rulers and authorities. Why? Because God has put them in power. Now, we see people in authority all around us. Maybe the boss at our job, who we don't like, who tells us to do something that we don't like to do. But we must do it because he is our authority. He is our boss. We should listen to what he says even if we don't like what he says. Uh, we may see that if we play sports, when the referee makes a call that we don't like. How could the referee make that call against us? Is that referee blind? He can't see. He doesn't know what he's doing. But we must listen to what the referee says because, after all, he is the authority in that situation. And what he says goes. I remember a story I heard of Tony Dungy. Uh, you may have heard of him. He was an NFL coach for years, uh, led the Indianapolis Colts to a Super Bowl, a very successful coach, very strong Christian guy. And I remember he said once that, after, after one of the games, a, a referee had made a call that didn't go their way, and boy, he was upset. And when that press conference came around at the end of the game, he was talking about that referee and how that referee missed the call, and that was the wrong call, and the referee didn't know what he was doing. And he said after that, his mom saw that on TV, and she called him up, and she said, you listen here now, son. Don't you forget that we are supposed to submit to those who are in authority. And that referee on the football field is the authority. And whatever he says, you need to respect him and you need to listen to him. 
And he said after he got that call from his mom, never again did he question the call of an official on a football field. Now, I know that's a simple example, and you may say that's insignificant, but we have rulers and leaders among us that, that may be more significant, those who are leading whole countries. Well, we should submit to them in every way that we can so long as it is, it is moral and it is good and it is not a wrong thing. Now, there are many leaders in the world. There are many leaders of many different countries that would call their people to do sinful things and to do immoral things. Well, on those types of things, we never want to submit to a human authority and sin against God in the process. Now, there may be lots of things that people who are in charge of our country or our state or our ball teams uh, that we may not like, things that they will do that we may not like, uh, and some of those things we just have to do those things. We just have to respect their position of authority so long as they are not sinful or immoral things. But whenever we are faced with the, with, the, with the command by a human leader to do something that is sinful against God or immoral or is wrong, when no situation comes, then we must take a stand for the Lord. We must stand for what is right. It is more important that we stand for God than we stand for our human leaders. Yes, we stand for, we respect our human authorities. We try not to talk down about them. We try not to slander them. We try not to do all those things, or at least we should, as long as they are not commanding us to do something that is immoral or that is sinful. And when that comes, then we must make a choice that we are going to stand by God. We are going to do what's right by God. We respect our authorities so long as all that they command us to do is not sinful and ungodly. And we as Christians need to be reminded of that. Because there are many things that maybe those who are in a position of power that they do, but they're not necessarily immoral. They're not commanding us to sin. They're just doing things that we simply do not like. And in those cases, we must check ourselves. we must respect those people, and we must try our best not to talk about those people. All right, remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work. Now, as Christians, we should uh, be ready for every good work. We should be eager to do what is good. We should be eager to do what is right. We should not be eager to do what is wrong. We should not be eager to talk about people. We should not be eager to see people get hurt. We should not be eager to see people get what's coming to them. We should not be eager to do bad works and to do bad things. That is not what we as Christians should be eager to do. Now, we should all know this if we are followers of Jesus Christ. And maybe you do know it, but today I want to remind you of it. We are not to be ready to do those evil things but rather we are to be ready to do good works. We are to be on go. We are to be on call. That when the time comes that we can do a good work for the Lord, that we're ready to do it. Similar to the way that maybe a, a fireman or an ambulance driver, they are on call. Why? Because as soon as they get the call, they have to get in that fire truck. They have to get in that ambulance. They have to go and they have to try to save that person who is placed in front of them, who the call came in from. Now, as Christians, we need to be ready. We need to be setting on go to do the good works that God puts before us. And who knows, by doing the good works that God places before us, we may even save the lives of some of those we encounter. Not, not the lives in the sense of the worldly sense, but maybe it'd be better to say we may even save some souls of those we encounter by doing the good works 
that the Lord puts before us. Verse 2. Let's look at verse 2. To slander no one, to avoid fighting, and to be kind, always showing gentleness to all people. Now, we need to be reminded of this because these are things that we may be tempted to do. We may be tempted to slander someone, to talk bad about someone, to put someone down. We may be tempted to fight with someone. That's our, that's our natural human desire is when someone hits us, we want to hit them back. When someone does something we don't like or says something we don't like or, or lives their way in a way that we disapprove of, as, as, as wrong as it may be, we must not be found guilty to slander those people. We must not be found guilty fighting with those people. The Bible tells us clearly that that's not the way that we are to respond. And Paul tells Titus, look, remind the Christians of this. Don't slander anybody. Don't fight against anybody. Be kind. Now that's a no-brainer, right? We should be kind as Christians. But we need to be reminded of it. Because it's not always easy to be kind. It's easy to be kind to those who are kind to us. It's easy to do good to those who do good to us, but the Bible calls us to be kind to people who are mean to us. The Bible calls us to do good to people who are evil to us. And so we need to be reminded of those things. We need to be reminded that you are not alone. I need to be reminded that I'm not alone. That, that the struggles that you go through are the same struggles that I go through and the struggles that other Christians around us go through. You need to be reminded that just because you may struggle and, boy, you may have a desire and you may want to fight somebody or you may have that desire to do something unkind to somebody, we all need to be reminded, hey, this is not what God calls us to. He doesn't want us to live a life of unkindness. He wants us to live a life of kindness where we love one another and not fight one another. It uh, closes in verse 2 saying, Always showing gentleness to all people. Always showing gentleness to all people. Now, that's a hard one to do. Boy, it would be, it'd be a lot easier if it says, and most of the time show gentleness to people, or sometimes show gentleness to people, or show gentleness to people who are very kind and loving and gentle to you. If it said any of those things, it would be very easy. But that's not what it says. It says, always show gentleness to all people. Now, that's a hard thing to do because not all people are gentle and kind to us. We are having bad days some days, and it's not always easy for us to be gentle. Sometimes when we are having a hard day and, boy, things are, are we're just in a bad mood, and somebody comes up to us even when they are gentle and kind, it's not always easy to be gentle to them. That's why we need to be reminded. Okay, if you're struggling with being gentle to other people, then you need to check yourself. It's not always easy, but we are always called to do it even when it's not easy. So we must strive to be gentle to one another. We must strive to be gentle to all people, those who love us and those who hate us. And we must strive to do that always. And we need to be reminded of this because this is a hard thing to do. So I remind you today, strive to be gentle to those you encounter, everybody you encounter, on your good days and your bad days. There will be days where you will fail. There will be days where you'll say, boy, I really blew it there. Well, if you do, then repent of that. 
but strive to do your best to be gentle, to give a gentle answer and a gentle response to those you encounter, because that's a good thing. But boy, when you give a harsh word, the Bible says that that stirs up wrath or that, that, that stirs up anger in somebody. So let us strive to be those who are gentle and not those who are harsh. Let's read a little further. Verse 3. For we too were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by various passions and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, detesting one another. Now, why are we to do these things that he commanded in the verse before? Why are we to do good works? Why are we not to slander anybody? Why are we to avoid fighting? Why are we to be kind? Why are we to be gentle? Well, he gives the reason why in verse 3. Because you two were once like these people who you were encountering that it's hard to love. You used to be like them. You see, the reason why it's hard for us to do the things that we talked about in verse 1 and 2 is because we encounter people who may hate us, who may attack us, who may do evil things to us. And it's hard for us to want to be kind and gentle to those types of people. And so what, is, what does Paul say to Titus here? He says, remind them that they too were once like the people who were being that way to them. Now, when we come to Jesus Christ, praise the Lord, we, we receive grace. Our lives are changed. Our hearts are changed. Our desires are changed. And we are a new creation in Jesus Christ. And we strive for a better way. But before we come to Jesus Christ, we are sinners. And we lived in many sins. And we probably did many of the same things uh, that Paul is talking about with Titus here. We lived in a way that people might might uh, hated to see us coming. They might have not wanted to have seen us coming at them. They might have tried to avoid us. They might have not wanted to have anything to do with us because of the way we were. Imagine if Jesus would have been that way. What if Jesus would have had that attitude? What if he would have said, I'm only going to be kind to those who are kind to me? Well, guess what? You and I probably wouldn't make the cut, nor anybody else for that matter. And so Paul says, look, remind them that they were once like that. Verse, verse 3 says, For we too were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by various passions and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, detesting one another. Now, when we come to Christ, our life is transformed. But before we come to Christ, we are living in sin. We're living in all these ways and foolishness and disobedience. Uh, we are deceived by the things of the world that may look enticing to us, that may look good to us, that may look like things that will bring fulfillment to our life, but they will not. When we are living apart from Christ, we are living in darkness. We are enslaved by our passions and our pleasures, it says. We are living in malice and envy. We don't care about other people. We either hate them, we want to destroy them, we want to bring distress in their life, or we want what they have. Uh, and it says that uh, hateful. Before we come to Christ, we are often hateful, and we detest one another. Now, we need to make sure that we check our life and say, okay, which one of these two groups do I fall closest into? Verses 1 and 2 are verse 3. Now, if we profess to be a Christian, we should desire to do what verse 1 and 2 say. 
That should be our goal. We should see those things in our life, even though sometimes we may fail at being kind and gentle. Uh, we should be striving to do that, and we should be re uh, repentant when we do not do those things. But if you look at verse 3 and you say, well, boy, that's a better description of me. Well, you may want to check your life and say, okay, am I really a follower of Jesus Christ? Am I really trusting Jesus Christ? Is he really my Lord if I really put my faith in him? Or am I just going through the motions to go to church and to say all the right things? Do I really follow Jesus or am I just playing church? If you're living in the way that the things of verse 3 says, then chances are you're probably not a follower of Jesus Christ. If you have no desire to change, if you are eat up with, with hatred and malice and you detest other people and you have no desire to repent and you don't repent and you don't care, well, then chances are you're not a follower of Jesus Christ because that is not a Christ-like way to live. That's the way of darkness. When we come to Jesus Christ, light is shed on our life and we see those areas and we say, whoa, these things used to be in my life. I used to be this way, but God, I don't want to be this way anymore. Man, God, forgive me of my hate. Forgive me of my malice. Forgive me of, of detesting other people. Now, when we come to Christ, the light comes on and it shines on that darkness and all that evil is exposed and now we see clearly. And so when we begin to see those things in our life, we begin to deal with them. And if those are the only things that are in your life and you have no desire to do what is good, well, then chances are that you may not be a follower of Jesus Christ. But praise the Lord, you can be today. If you see these things in your life and you say, whoa, you know what? I see these things in my life and I see them in abundance. And these are not the type of things that should be abundantly present in our life. Yeah, kindness and gentleness should, but not hate and envy and malice and detesting of other people. If we see those things in our life, then today, praise the Lord, is the day that you can come to God and say, God, you've opened my eyes. You've helped me to see that these things are wrong. God, I don't want to live in this way. I don't want to do these things. And these are the things that Christians are not to do. These are the things that Paul tells Titus, look, remind them, live in this way, in a good way, to do good works, to be obedient, to show gentleness, to show kindness, to avoid fighting one another. This is the way that you as Christians should live. And you should be gentle with other people. Why? Because they're living like you used to live. Now, if you've been walking with the Lord for a long time, you may be mature in the Lord and you may have forgotten how bad off you were before you came to Jesus Christ. Well, maybe you need to be reminded of that today. When you encounter other people who are living in sin and doing evil, well, it should not surprise us when we see such because they're living in darkness. They have not seen the light. In the same way that before we came to Jesus Christ, we were living in darkness and we haven't seen the light and we didn't know any better. So when we see people in our world who are struggling, we need to remember they don't know any better. But it's our job to show them better. It's our job to show them Jesus Christ. It's our job to show them the truth of God's Word. It's our job to show them the love that Jesus had when he died on the cross. It's our job to show them that there is forgiveness of their sins, that there is a better life out there, that there is a life that's free of the pain and the heartache and all of the, all of the junk that comes with sin, that there is a better way, and the better way comes through Jesus Christ. So we need to remember that, look, once we lived in darkness, 
But once we come out of the darkness through Jesus Christ, we are called to something better. We are called to live a better life. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ tonight, I encourage you and I remind you, do what is right, do what is good. Love the Lord, serve the Lord, be obedient to his commands, be kind and be gentle to all you encounter. Even those who are living in evil and sin, be gentle to them especially because they don't know the truth. Be gentle with them in the same way that Jesus was gentle with you so that they will see the gentleness and the love of Jesus Christ through you so that they will see the light and they can turn from their ways and they can turn to Jesus Christ. Those are the things that we need to be reminded of as Christians. And those are the things that we need to tell a world that needs to hear. A world that's lost and dying, they need to hear the truth of Jesus Christ. We need to be reminded that we are the ones who carry that truth to them. And it's on how we live that may determine whether or not they're going to come to Jesus Christ or not. Whether or not we come to them, whether or not we bring the message of truth to them, whether we are kind to them, whether we are gentle to them. Whether we give them grace or whether we give them mercy or whether we turn away from them. What are we going to do? Well, hopefully we're going to do what Jesus did. Because Jesus was kind to us and he was gentle to us even when we did not deserve it. He gave us grace and he gave us mercy even when we did not deserve it. And we as brothers and sisters in Christ need to give that same grace and mercy to those we encounter even if they don't deserve it. Let's pray. God, we come to you tonight and I thank you for these good words. And I pray, God, that you would help us to be reminded of the ways that we need to live, things that maybe we know Maybe we get off track because of our sins. Maybe we've forgotten it. Or maybe we've just never read it all in your word before. Just help us to be reminded of the things that you call us to do. That we would live a life that's free of hatred of other people, dear Lord. That we wouldn't slander anybody. That we wouldn't uh, do any of those things that your word commands us not to do. But that we would be kind and that we would be gentle. That we would avoid fighting with people. But we would love people, dear Lord. God, if we see any of those other things that's in our life, if we're yours, if there's any hatred or malice or any of those things in our heart, I pray that you convict us that we'd repent. God, maybe there's some watching tonight and they've never put their faith and trust in Jesus. Maybe they realize tonight their heart is full of only the evil. But dear Lord, I pray that they would know that through Jesus Christ, you can change their heart. You can transform it from evil to good. If they will come to you and they will repent of their sins and they will put their faith in Jesus. If there's one watching that's never done that, God, I pray that they would do that tonight and that they would receive the peace and the hope and the joy that only comes through Him. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. To learn more about Jesus, call or text Pastor Shan at 601-657-0180 or email him at shanvn at me.com. You can also visit us at www.enterprisebaptist.church or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ebcliberty. We hope that you have been blessed by today's service.